David? I'm Natalie. How are you today, Natalie? I'm okay. Things are busy and hectic, but... For I'm, both of us, yeah. I'm excited to podcast. What about you? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same. Actually, like, things are very hectic, and I'm kind of... Uh, I really liked both episodes, spoiler, mm-hmm. of that we watched this week, so yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about them to take my mind off of all of the crazy shit that is going on in both our lives right now. And that's the point of all this, right? Yeah, and I hope yeah. listeners can indulge in an hour of their time to enjoy yeah, yeah i hope so too. frivolous uh humor i don't know <laughs> i don't know well, i don't think i would classify this as a humor no. podcast um i mean we think we're funny but everyone thinks they're funny well i think you're funny i think you're fu- i think you're like the funniest person um Aww. that i know you know what makes me laugh do you remember <laughs> i can't we were going somewhere um <laughs> And you wanted me to get your um, suitcase off the top shelf. And I did, like, the fake exasperated thing of, like, oh, it's always something with you. And you put on, like, a legitimately sad face. And you were like, it is? <laughs> and it was, like, the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something with you. It is? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we um, we needle each other. and uh, It is always something with me. It's always something with me, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, that should be, we should have a, a, when this podcast is over, we just have a, our own podcast, just you and me, like shooting the breeze. It's always something. It's always something with us yeah. is what the podcast yeah. should be called. Yeah. <laughs> or it's always something with Natalie and David. Yeah. Is that too close to It Never Ends by Tom Sharpling? Uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. It's just a. We both read exas- It Never Ends. Exasperated statement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but here, if you don't know the podcast, we don't just talk about our little in-jokes and stuff. Um, as a married couple, we talk about uh, uh, Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We watch one episode every week of each and compare and contrast. We're at season three, episode 17. So, um, season three, I'm like so careful of your toes and my toes because oh, of what you. happened last time. I was just scooting my chair and um, uh, I don't speak close enough to the microphone I'm, I'm told right that is true and also don't fuss with it so much oh, so people can hear that sorry sorry about that uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a real pro over here yeah. it's always something uh well um season three episode 17 of friends is called the one without the ski trip i think this is the first the one without like there's always like mm-hmm. the one with or the one yeah. where i think yeah. this is the first the one without yeah um Season 3, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother is called The Goat. We're going to put a pin in the goat. Mm. (laughs) 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 Uh, And we're going to talk about season 3, episode 17 of Friends, the one without the ski trip. So um, we get a perk opening. We open at the perk. I love that. Um, And it's a weirdly, like, long, cold open. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes... You know, we've seen them do the cold open that is just like a standalone like gag that has nothing to do with the episode. This one is very much setting up the episode. Yeah. That um, Chandler and Joey are meeting Ross at the perk because they're going to something. And Phoebe and Monica are meeting Rachel at the perk. They didn't. They're supposed to like schedule to keep these two away from each other because they're still they're still arguing and, and, and yelling and screaming and fighting all the time. Uh, and so they're supposed to, like, as friend groups, they kind of have to negotiate that. And this episode's a big part about that. Like, you know, I, I predicted last week that, and this 
cold open made me think I was right at first. Yes. That it would be like the dudes would go with Ross and the right. ladies would go with, with, right. with Rachel. But that's not really what's happened. Right. They're like, natural they're all, pairings. But they're all... Everyone who isn't Ross and Rachel is trying to be friends with both. But right. just trying to like balance the time. Right. And be fair. Yeah. Um, and I think they are all able to see the situation from both points of view. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a discussion. They're all very mature. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, Phoebe has a whole thing about, like, um, oh, how could he? He doesn't know that it was wrong, blah, blah, blah. Although I do see things from his point Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, I think it just depends, like, who they're talking. Like, if Joey was talking to Rachel, he would be appalled for her and vice versa yeah. with They're Ross. all just good friends. They're all I good guess. friends, yeah. Um, so then after the opening titles, we get to... A scene at Joey and Chandler's apartment um, that uh, felt, you know, sometimes we talk about things being dated and we talked about that in like a, like things having aged poorly, like mm. a problematic sense. But sometimes it's just like, so the, the, the bit that opens this scene is that Joey is having trouble using chopsticks. Joey doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Yeah. And there's it's like a an extended bit of him like trying to pick up a single piece of like Kung Pao chicken or whatever and it falling off because he doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Yeah. Now I I imagine that because you grew up on the West Coast mm-hmm. um where you know sushi was never like a weird thing to you and you knew how to use chopsticks probably from a young age. That is true. Yeah. Whereas where I grew up in the Midwest when I was a kid, sushi was like a punchline. It was like, like weird food that you know, new agey Californians eat. Um, I, and and so I didn't. I, I had sushi for the first time um, in my life when I was in high school, and I was on like a let's say a field trip. It was more of a thing that I don't want to go into, but let's call it a field trip. And it was in. Um, uh, Warrenton, Missouri, maybe, I think, uh, which is a very small town. You wouldn't think it would have uh, sushi, but it actually did have this. It was There's a uh, Central Missouri State University is there. I think that's in Warrenton. Warrenton? Oh, man. No, I can't remember. I'm losing all my Missouri points. Okay. Anyway, there was like this little Japanese grocery store that had a sushi counter at the back and like in the middle of this tiny college town. And that was weirdly the first time I ever had sushi. And I loved it, by the way. I loved uh, wasabi especially. I'm a bit of a heat seeker. Um, uh, but yeah, I, but I would say I... So that was probably the first... Like, I tried to... I would say I, by... I was in college when I became proficient with chopsticks. But didn't you have... You had Chinese food Yeah, you ate it with a up. fork. Yeah. You ate it with a fork? Yeah. Huh. It was... And also, that's another thing that I think is probably different... You grew up close to Los Angeles, which has, especially like the San Gabriel Valley, mm-hmm. has a huge Chinese community yeah. and such variation and authenticity in Chinese foods. Yeah. You know, there are so many different types of Chinese foods that you can get out here. Um, in the Midwest, you're getting just the Americanized, sure. you know, chop suey type of, right. you know, fried rice. That's sort of the, the stuff you see when we talk about on these shows and people like or ordering, yeah. you know, it's always like Mongolian beef and like, it just, it's, 
like you know you know there's no hot pot place or at least there wasn't when i was a kid in st louis there wasn't like you, you know you know there wasn't dim sum restaurants yeah. there was like the and you probably didn't like i feel like thai food has gotten so like popularized in the last few decades that there are great like thai food options like in strip malls all over but this is coming from los angeles so i don't know if well, didn't, I think um, we had this conversation. We had this conversation about Thai food being like how available is yeah. Thai food in other parts. I think it sounds like it, it. It really is. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was Chinese. That was it. That the, was all you had. So I, I want to say food. that. And it, oh. Go ahead. Oh, when we were talking about sushi, I don't remember the first time I had sushi, but my parents loved it and always talked about it. And I was as a little kid, I was like, "Ew, raw fish." Of course, I didn't like fish, but I love. I loved the experience of eating yeah. sushi. And this might be just like a, a huge leap stereotype, but I feel like American Jews love sushi <laughs> <laughs> and the experience of it. And maybe that's my, uh, I don't know, my experience yeah. or the experience of other. That's, but your sample group is all yeah American Jews who love sushi. So. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Call to action. Call to action. American Jews, if you're listening, do you love sushi? And do you think yeah. that it's a cultural thing? Yeah. Um, I could talk about different Asian foods that and when I had them. Because yeah, I didn't discover Thai food until college, and then I never looked back. Thai food is yeah. a like a top three cuisine for me. Yeah. Um, with uh, probably Mexican and Indian. Are probably my three Did you have favorites. Indian growing up? Uh, no, I also never had Indian food. I must have had Indian food in... I mean, college was like a big, uh, uh, obviously, because I'm not just because you're in college and you try new things, but I went to college in Chicago, you know, I didn't go to college in Warrington or Warrensburg, Missouri or whatever that had, like, I went to Chicago, like everything was there, you know, Um, including, I mean, just like Los Angeles has things you can't really find in Chicago, there are things, uh, you know, I've... I've eaten plenty of gyros since I moved to Los Angeles. I've never had a gyro that is as good as the gyro you can find on every other street corner in Chicago because mm-hmm. there's just such a Greek population there. Mm-hmm. And so it's so, like, embedded in the uh, culture. So, yeah, uh, Indian food, I, pro- I, I don't remember the first time I had Indian food. But it was probably in, in college. I do remember, so, yeah, Thai food. There was a place called, oh, my God. And I can't remember what the place was called, but it was near my video store that I worked. Um, and they had a garlic chicken dish that I was obsessed with. Um, I remember the first time I had uh, Korean barbecue was in oh, Chicago. Yeah, it was yeah. a friend's birthday party, and I remember, like, I mean, uh, this is just—I don't mean to make fun, you know. I was a college kid. I was broke, mm-hmm. and it was, um, you know, a a friend's birthday party. And then the the check comes at the end, and the person who's like organizing is like, uh, "Why don't we just say twenty bucks from everyone?" And my you know my friend George. Mm-hmm. George and I both like broke college students who worked at the video at the video store looked at each other like twenty dollars? Like <laughs> which now is like that would be nothing, but A, I make more money now and also this was nearly twenty years ago. Right. Uh it's like twenty dollars for dinner when you're like fifty dollars. Yeah, and also you just like I'm used to spending three fifty for dinner for one of these euros mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, I'm not used yeah. to a twenty dollar dinner at that point. But you didn't look at the menu, you didn't see the price. I think anymore. that's the nature of Korean barbecue, is just like yeah. I don't know, especially in Los Angeles where I have a number of Korean friends. Generally, my experience of Korean barbecue is one person in the group, usually a Korean person in the group, decides to sort of take point. But when you go to an ace or all you can eat is what we know. Yeah, but they are still like it has signs everywhere. Like it's like 
$30 per person. I don't know. I don't know. This place, I don't know. Okay. Maybe they do it differently in Chicago. We should have a pod, uh, food podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what we talk about. You, uh, you're vegetarian. You're like almost vegan. Yeah. You eat vegan most of the time. Yeah. But you do eat cheese sometimes. Yeah. Um, Love the stuff. Yeah. But uh, we, we got way off on it. But I could talk about the differences of... Because it sounds... To, to get us back to the show... This idea of, like, chopsticks are hard. I don't think that exists as much anymore, at yeah. least not in the mainstream. I think people probably, like you were, like I was saying and you were saying, there's now Thai restaurants and Vietnamese restaurants and stuff in, in and by the way, you don't use chopsticks with Thai food, but I'm just saying uh, Asian food in general um, is more prevalent right. in more parts of the country. There's probably fewer people. Like, I don't know if a sitcom is going to do a, sit, a chopsticks or hard joke in expect that most of the audience is going to yeah. laugh at it. Yeah. Um, I would hope not. Anyway, so chopsticks are hard. And then the other thing that was so strange about this scene, there's a running joke in these first two scenes about how Rachel is borrowing Chandler's moisturizer. And Chandler's yes. like embarrassed about the moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like, if, if they think it's funny that Chandler uses moisturizer, they would find my morning routine hilarious. Cause I use like, a serum and an eye cream. Yeah. And like, we all need I, our skincare routines. Yeah. And I, I think that this is just, you know, toxic masculinity is like yeah. any sort of like, why would you want a crusty ass man? You know, like <laughs> no one wants a crusty ass man. Hey, some people might. Everyone needs to moisturize. Yeah. It's skin. Yeah. We need, um, to, we need to protect it. So, uh, uh, yeah. Back to the, the scene. We're way behind now. And that's where you have a time limit, but uh, we're way off track. Uh, Rachel comes over and says, hey, do you guys, uh, I got tickets to the Victoria's Secret lingerie fashion show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they can't go because they already have plans with Ross and they don't want to show any favoritism. So like, you know, even though Joey and Chandler, but especially Joey, really want to go to the Victoria's Secret yeah. uh, show. Um, it's, uh, Joey asks, it's Calvin like, Klein, by the way. Oh, was it Calvin Klein? Yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, that's interesting. I was just picturing. She said lingerie fashion show, and I guess I just filled in Victoria's Secret. Because um, uh, Joey's like, we're talking about models in their underwear, and Rachel's like, and heels, and you know, that, that like is even a, big, a bigger selling yeah. point to him. <laughs> um, uh, so um, that just seems uncomfortable and not sexy to me. Um, I don't know. I, I've never been to that sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure it's sexy. What? It just seems uncomfortable. To be in your heels and underwear. But to see it, it's not like... To me, it just seems, like, confusing. I guess, but I like that it's I guess not, it's like pageant. You know how, like, pageants yeah. used to have, like, a swimsuit, swimsuit competition? competition? Yeah. It always was, like, jarring to me to see, like, swimsuits and heels. Because that's just unnatural. To me, I would be like... I wouldn't be able to get out of my mind, like, you can't go to the beach. You can't go swimming. yeah. 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 Yeah, but I guess it's like And I think lingerie is like sexier if it's like oh, we're actually like in bed or like we're cozy at home. Like this is when the sex happens, not when you're wearing heels. I mean, everyone has their I'm not kink shaming heels yeah. or anything like <laughs> yeah. that, certainly, but um to me it just seems confusing. Uh well, yeah, and I think I, mean, I think you're I, I don't know. I I honestly hadn't thought about it this like why do I think this does sound sexy, but I've never in my life been to a strip club. Like, I think a part of me likes that maybe distance. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, it's not just the heels; it's the clackety clack of the heels. That's yeah. important at a strip club. Listeners, weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been to bikini bars with you. We've been yeah. to like jumbos, um, but I've never been to like a topless bar. Um, You've been to a topless bar, but that's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, one or the other, by the way. Right. I wouldn't want to go to a place that was both. Uh, huh. Maybe. I wouldn't turn it down. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I was feel like I was going to make a point about why that pretending that it's like putting it on display and pretending that it's not about sex makes it sexier with the lingerie thing somehow or the fashion show specifically thing. Okay. As opposed to maybe I that's my like Catholic like prudishness speaking that like if it's too overtly sexual, then I'm like, no, shame, this, shame, yeah, shame. shame. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Mm. Whereas if I can pretend I'm just there to see a fashion show, right? I mean, no, I'm here oh, to yeah. I'm take in the new fall line. The fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, wow, we're still on this scene. Yeah. Uh, Chandler's smoking again mm-hmm. um, because he's so stressed out. He keeps saying that this is like when his parents were divorced, and he was yeah. talking about. That's when I started smoking when yeah. my parents it's are got divorced. Pretty dark, and, this whole joke. Well, because like someone points out that like weren't you nine yeah. when your parents divorced? Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, and I was thinking, like, I shamefully I do still smoke uh, a little bit, much less than I did yeah, pre-pandemic. We're, we're working on it. We're working on. I mean, you, that. we both smoked when we started dating. Yeah. You've quit full on. I've cut way back, especially since the pandemic. Um, but I would probably, I don't think I've been a smoker since, and it was near that age, but I, I think I probably tried my first cigarette when I was like 11, like oh, yeah. in the woods or something, but I don't yeah. think I really smoked until like the end of high school. Yeah. I used to steal my dad's like Swisher sweets yeah. and go to the park. Yeah. Um, so Rachel invites them on a ski trip, which, uh, they are able to do. They haven't, they don't have a plans yet for that weekend. They weren't able to go to the... Calvin Klein lingerie fashion show where Mm -hmm. they can go on the ski trip at her friend's cabin, I guess. Um, Then, but the reason they couldn't go to the fashion show is because they were having uh, dinner at Ross's and he wanted to show off his new like home entertainment system and his like dartboard. dartboard. Um, And uh, Chandler's there and uh, Ross is a good friend for letting him smoke in the apartment at all, but he is making him smoke over by the window window, and it's, you know, March in New York City. It's very cold. Um, there's some jokes about that. Uh, I can like, that is, um, that like isolation is one of the things about being a smoker that is like a, mostly a con, but sometimes a pro, yeah, like you could that e- you can yourself from, you can excuse yourself yeah. or sometimes like, um, you make friends, you know, when, when you're at a place that doesn't allow smoking inside, the same people are outside um, you know, and so you kind of like make friends and chat with yeah, other the same smokers. bozos. Yeah, yeah, out there. Uh, yeah, out there freezing their asses off, and not in Los Angeles. It never gets that cold. Uh, meanwhile, the the snacks that I don't know if they were brought by the gang or if Ross provided them, but they include some guiltless gourmet and some terra chips. I did notice that. <laughs> Props to the props department, and also quite the crudité platter. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at those chips and and dip. I think the salsa. Because I think there were guiltless gourmet tortilla chips. Yes. And I think the salsa was that, like, is it called on the border? Or, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think that was the brand I, I was looking at. I couldn't quite tell. Um, 
so yeah, this is where like Ross finds out they're going on the ski trip, and well, he's like sad because he's Ross. Um, they're taking uh, Phoebe's driving them on the ski trip the next weekend. Because uh, she has, in the, she's in, the only one with the car. Yeah, she has the taxi. Uh, her, her grandma's car, grandma's cab, um, and they're all going up there. Chandler wants to have a smoke break, and then Joey's like, "Well, I have to pee," so they get off on a rest stop. And uh, uh, Rachel, at, at first, doesn't says she's staying in the car, um, but um, then gets out of the car. And Phoebe's like, "Wait, no, the keys are in there," and so she locks them out. Which is like, this is not the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were they going up on the roof to look at something, and yeah. Monica was like, "Got the keys." But Rachel thought she said, got the keys, keys. so they locked themselves out, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Or was that a Thanksgiving one? Because wasn't there, like, food in the oven? Maybe that was a Thanksgiving episode when that happened. Yeah, I should Because, like, that was why they wanted to get back in was uh, because there was a food in the oven. There was a food in the oven. There was one food in the oven. (laughs) Just the one. Um... And then they have a little joke about who has the largest breasts. There's right. an ongoing thing because Joey's like, I can use the underwire from a bra to Jimmy the lock, which is probably true. It works, yeah. Um, but he but he insists. I don't know he insists. He suggests whoever has the largest bra would have the best underwire right. for the situation. Right. Um, uh, meanwhile, Chandler just like full-on litters like Don Draper. <laughs> he yeah. just, like, crunches yeah. up his, like, cigarette pack and just throws it on the ground. Yeah. That was not acceptable in the 90s, no, right? No, was... His behavior was... Struggling. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, then Phoebe does the... Um, I always think of the Jennifer Beals and Flashdance thing of taking off her bra... Under her... Keeping her shirt and stuff yeah. on. Um, uh, it's always fun. Um... And yeah, you, like you said, it works. Joey gets the underwire, and it and it, and it works. Um, but then they immediately run out of gas. It turns out Phoebe didn't put uh, gas in the car. Did you notice? There's a weird bit of like sped up footage. I did notice that when they're backing up right before they yes. run out of gas. Yes. Um, it was like a little technical blip. But I wonder if because these are the original versions as they aired. These are not the producers' cuts that were on the DVD. I wonder because like. TV shows, like network TV shows with commercial breaks, have to come in at like an exact right, so count. It was just I wonder up. if they were like, oh shit, we we locked the cut for this episode, but right. it turns out it's two seconds too long yeah. for the commercial break, so yeah. they just sped up. It was like blink and you'll miss it, but we both yeah. saw it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, while they're on their trip, Ross decides to, that he can't stand to be alone. With himself. With himself, yeah. which I guess I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be alone with him either. Um, he goes he drops in on carol and decides to monopolize her time even though she's made it clear uh susan and i are celebrating their sex anniversary (laughs) is that what it's supposed to be the sex anniversary yeah we talked last week about people celebrating all sorts of anniversaries that i don't but why are you judging like let let them i you already talked to me about this last week i'm not judging i'm just surprised that people celebrate certain things uh but he doesn't care he's just like taking it's clearly the time. their sex anniversary because we'll get that payoff later in the episode by your logic they only have sex once a year no but they're just celebrating it like but they, they could be it... having sex to celebrate any anniversary of course but i think it was obvious like how carol was like no it's not our wedding anniversary huh. um 
Okay. Look, the show won a GLAAD award for good reason. Right. <laughs> Knows what it's talking about. Uh, they're trying to get uh, the, the, the rest of the gang at the rest stop are trying to um, get some help, but they don't know where they are, which is strange that, like, Rachel doesn't know how to get, like, at some point someone, like, they're not using GPS like you and I would. Right. At some point someone had to look up how to get there. Yeah. Rachel, it's Rachel's friend's cabin and Phoebe's the one driving. One of them should at least know what road they're on. Yeah. But they don't. And also they're at a rest stop with like a bunch of bulletins. Yeah. You'd think something there would have like the location or like park service, whatever. Absolutely. Um, Meanwhile, Ross has moved on from monopolizing Carol's time to like drinking the wine and eating the appetizers that she had made for their, her dinner with Carol. It's very rude. Um, uh, but eventually, uh, my feet, no, Phoebe calls Ross and he, after a little bit of cajoling, uh, and some scolding from Carol, mm-hmm. uh, borrows her car and, and is going to go, um, get them. But I should say he borrows her Jeep, which gigantic, feels like a lesbian, like it's a gigantic Jeep truck. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's like a lesbian joke, right? I Lesbians so. have, uh, have Jeeps. It's not a Subaru. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so she, so he shows up at the rest stop in the, in the lesbian Jeep. Um, he saves the day. He saves them, but then they're like going to go have their ski trip and they're not going to invite Ross and, and he's like, well, I don't want to go. And, and they, it turns into a big fight between Ross and Rachel, but everyone ends up getting involved either in taking sides or defending themselves. And there's some very funny stuff, but also some very real stuff, uh, in, in, in there, including, okay. I realized during this scene, I don't know if I've seen this episode before, but I realized I'd seen this scene before because there are two things that Chandler said that I remembered. Uh, he says... Oh, it might show up in my... Well, the first one he says is, Handle is my middle name. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, okay. it's the middle part Actually, of my first name. Actually, it's the middle name. part of my first name. I was like, I've heard that before. Yeah. And then he starts doing this crazy like dancing thing and he says, guess who I am? And in my head, it, way before it happens in my head, I was like, Shelly Winters from the Poseidon Adventure. Because I think I'd seen this episode before. Yeah. I must have, because I knew what the punchline to that yeah, joke was. Yeah, you must have seen it. Um, so I've seen that one. Um, uh, they leave, and then Ross's battery immediately dies. Yeah. Uh, but there's a tag at the end where he shows up at Carol's and makes her pay for the battery. And he's just a bad ex-husband. Yeah. But I do think he's a good dad to yeah. Ben. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's worth it. Um, and that's what happens in the episode. Do you have any other stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's move on. Okay. Um, this was a very funny episode. Yes, I have a lot. Uh, yeah, I have a lot. So I think I will. Sometimes I go chronologically, but I think I will go for the <laughs> the biggest laugh for me of the episode was <laughs> while they were stranded on the rest up. Joey gathered a bunch of sticks and twigs and made a the word help in the parking lot in the snow but he spelled it backwards like when ambulance is on the front of an ambulance so yeah. you can see it like it just so it said play play and uh that was really funny to me it was really funny <laughs> i guess what i mean we all have to suspend our disbelief but like to pay off the joke everyone couldn't I mean it had to have taken him a long time to collect the sticks and like do them. <laughs> yeah. They were all just looking the no other one way. Notices no one notices until yeah. it's all done. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was that was very funny. What do you got? Um when they're trying to like shoo 
Rachel out of um, the coffee shop before Ross got there. <laughs> She's like, wait, I just, I need to get a cup of coffee first. And Phoebe like handed her one that was on the table. And uh-huh. she's like, I'm not going to drink someone else's coffee. And Phoebe says, okay, your highness. Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> um, uh, at the very beginning, Joey and Phoebe both had dreams that Ross and Rachel were back together yep, yep, yep. and everything was fine. And Phoebe said, and nobody slept with that Xerox girl. And Jerry goes, oh, I had the opposite dream. <laughs> yeah. So in his dream, they all slept they with the Xerox girl. With um, well, yeah, I mean, he was considering having a threesome with Chandler. So yeah, yeah this yeah. is serious. Um, when <laughs> this was kind of just like a throwaway Phoebe line, but they didn't tell Rachel they called Ross to pick them up. And when Ross pulled up in the Jeep, she's like, oh, here's Ross on one of his drives. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, next for me is when Phoebe calls Ross and doesn't want Rachel to hear, she's whispering. And Ross says, Phoebe, why are you whispering? And she says, I ate a bug. Yeah, I have that too. We yeah. have the same sense of humor, yeah, it turns yeah. out. Um, and then when, uh, when Chandler is doing his, um, throwing himself around Shelly Winter's yeah. impression, Phoebe screams, look at what you're doing to Chandler. <laughs> Phoebe really killed him. She episode. really did. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've got another one in a, in a minute, but first I want to do one that's a Matt LeBlanc one that it's not, it's not even a funny line. It's just such a funny delivery. And he does it twice when Ross is like, when Ross and Rachel are arguing and he's like, Joey agreed with me. And Phoebe's like, really Joey? And Joey like looks at her and then like acts like he wasn't paying attention and goes, oh, what? <laughs> and yeah. then it happens again. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Do you have any more? Um, just the one about the, um, he asked for the comics and Ross is like, this is the, oh no, was it Chandler reading? Well, Joey says, can I have the comics? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is the New York Times. And then Joey says, may I have the comics? <laughs> Uh, my last one is when Phoebe, cause Phoebe feels bad that Ross can't come to, um, the ski trip. So she's like, we'll do something next weekend. Maybe we can go to a movie or something or, or the rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. I only have one, which is, uh, the, cause everyone's wearing like, kind of like, uh, Gore-Tex like yeah. coats that I didn't but like. But I liked them. Okay. But the only one I had right at the very beginning, um, in the in the perk, Phoebe's got like a uh, corduroy mustard colored coat. Which mm-hmm. uh, corduroy? I don't know if corduroy was really in at this time, or yeah. if the friends people it people was. just like it because Ross is also wearing the same corduroy olive pea coat that he was wearing uh, last episode. Yeah, so well, corduroy it's is just big cyclical because like it's like 60s, 70s corduroys coming back into the 90s. Uh, I would love for corduroy to come back again. I think maybe it has. Okay. I don't know. Because I like corduroy. Um, I do, too. Um, I had, Rachel had, like, a, kind of, like, an overall outfit. She had, like, it was, like, pants with, like, built-in suspenders. I don't know if it was fully oh, yeah, overall, okay. yeah. but it was, like, suspender-type yeah. look. I yeah. liked it. Uh, my only other thing isn't actually fashion, but it's not props to the props department, and especially it's something I didn't like. I thought was actually kind of ugly in the in the art direction. Uh, Carol and Susan have like a huge, ugly like parquet cabinet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. It yeah. was like wooden colored, but like blocks like parquet. Like yeah. 
alternating like shades of wood. I thought it was hideous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Under the Umbrella? Yeah, what's Under the Umbrella? A lot. There's a lot. Oh, to, okay. um, we already talked about toxic masculinity of Chandler not even being, being able to moisturize his face without shame. Yeah. Um, also, do you have, what, what do you have? Um, just, I'm realizing that like, and I think I kind of knew this through cultural osmosis, but the like, we were on a break is the thing that like, yeah. I think you mentioned it last week. Like it comes up so many times. Yeah. Um, this is normally the case with Phoebe, but we get a glimpse of like a pretty dark childhood. You know, when Chandler's talking about, yeah. you know, how he started smoking at nine. Yeah. And how his parents' divorce, like, really affected him. And one of them kidnapped him from Cub Scouts. One of them kidnapped him from Cub Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Chinese food takeout. <laughs> yeah, that um, is a- Phoebe being a bad driver. Right, yeah. Um, and also kind of, like, a moron, because she doesn't know that cars need gasoline <laughs> to drive. Yeah. Um, also, we get, like, the um, empty cup. Syndrome. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. Empty coffee mug. Um. Well, should we? We have oh. one more. We did oh, get oh, a please. Phoebe. Oh no. <laughs> when? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, should we take a quick break? Yeah. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this: central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're back and we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 17, The Goat. Oh, now they take it away. Okay. So Ted is describing um, what he did on his 30th birthday. Um, and Which was teased back in season one. Which I should have known. And I, I was trying to figure yeah. out last week how to like remind yeah. you of that without giving it away. When it happened, I was like, wow, my memory is just so bad. But I mean, we've been through a lot. We moved in that time, and it was, I mean, we're not, I still it wasn't a, two years ago, but it was two seasons of the show ago. It was in, I still have a terrible memory. In but, season one, that, yeah, he so, hints that, that his 30th birthday ended with a goat in the bathroom. A goat in the bathroom, yeah. um, which will come up later. Um, so Robin and Barney are waking up from their uh, post-coitus yeah. night. They're waking up, yeah. and um, they kind of like bicker, but kind of like in a flirtatious way, yeah. like... As if she's like so ashamed and he's like proud of it and they do a little high five and she says, I'm going to take a shower until Saturday or, yeah. you know, until April <laughs> until or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, please yeah. be out when I'm, when I'm gone. And he's like, I just hit the news anchor for, um, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, and they're, they're having a conversation and she's like, I feel bad. I just slept with, um one of the close friends of my ex-boyfriend and he was like best friends yeah, and yeah. she's like well yeah I, like, right. I, I was gonna put that under the umbrella I'll probably mention it again yeah. what I do want to mention about this scene um, do you remember the movie I know you do because you saw it you saw it more you saw it twice I think uh, they came together the David Wayne mm-hmm. um, rom-com mm-hmm. parody yeah so you were um, Paul Rudd's 
girlfriend at the beginning of the movie before like he falls in love with Amy Poehler's character they do a parody of the like post sex thing where the woman like the sheet is exactly <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, right above the woman's breast and like yeah. she even stands up and like does like her morning exercises and it well, just stays still, there the entire yes. do you remember who the actress is in that is it Kobe uh, Smulders Kobe Smulders <laughs> yep that's perfect yeah um but yeah that's always that's always true um but yeah, in that scene, Barney does like lift the covers, and he's like, "All right, add, add to the spank bank." Well, he spe- I was going to put this in under the umbrella. He specifically refers to it as a B peg, which is a joke that he has made before about boob pictures being oh, B pegs. Okay, okay. So yeah, he takes a B peg. <laughs> um, so they are both agreeing to pretend like this never happened. Yeah. Um, both failed miserably at this as we'll see but this is much more of a barney episode than a robin episode yeah yeah this is about like we've talked before about barney being a piece of shit but having like like omar from the wire having a code yeah and this episode is about his literal code but you can see like this is like tearing him up that he feels like he betrayed his friend yeah so they're so they go to mclaren's And Barney's very bad at pretending he's, like, very jumpy. He's trying to act normal. There's a funny conversation about everyone. There's a miscommunication about hitting it, and it's about hitting the big yeah. 3.0. But yeah. they're all saying, I can't wait to hit it. And they're, he's thinking yeah. of hitting Robin, having you sleeping with Robin. They're all talking about when, they're, when they hit it, yeah. when they're going to hit it. I think Ted uses the phrase penetrating that barrier. Penetrating that barrier, <laughs> yeah. Um so then uh, Marshall's out of work, so he's just, like, lounging around playing video games. That's right. And Barney calls him and says, I need you to be my lawyer. I'll pay you. Um, and Marshall is not one to pass up a opportunity. Yeah. Um, so he goes into Barney's office, and um, he he gets him there under, like, attorney – once he uh, once he agrees, attorney-client yeah. privilege – and then they go through the actual bro code, which is a big, huge constitution-like document yeah. that Barney has created. Um, so he's trying to find a loophole in the but bro he, code. I mean, Barney clearly wrote it, but he has a whole story. So 1776, <laughs> Ben Franklin and George, George Washington. Washington are writing, or they don't want to write it because it's too long. And then um, Barnabas, Barnabas Stinson, yeah. Um, but um, did you see who Ben Franklin was played by? Uh, Ian Abercrombie, a.k.a. Mr. Pitt oh, from Seinfeld. Oh, yes, you're right. Rest you're in right. peace. You're right. Ian Abercrombie. Um, meanwhile, we get a scene of Lily's kindergarten class, and Farmer Frank brings Missy the goat as like a show and tell, like learn about goats. Um, he's <laughs> an alcoholic, apparently, and he lets it slip that he's going to take it to the, um, the butcher shop after Missy the goat. And Lily says no to that and takes the goat home, puts it in a cab, and that's how the goat gets into the apartment, yeah. right? Um, there's some funny jokes about <laughs> uh, muskox droppings. <laughs> yeah, it's a running joke that everyone who walks into the apartment is somehow immediately able to identify the turd on the ground as a yeah. goat turd, yeah. even though the goat is in the bathroom. They don't yeah. know there's a goat. Yeah. Um, so Robin confronts Marshall in the kitchen um, and she says like oh you can't tell Lily and he said 
no, I can't lie to Lily. I'll never be able to keep it from her. Um, they discovered that the bro code is ironclad and there's no loopholes. Um, yeah, we get a... Um, oh, yeah, we get a clip show of everything that's in the bro code and how well Ted has abided by the bro code. Yeah. Um, for example, he always says yes when they're like being wingmen hitting on women. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he calls Barney immediately when two girls are fighting. Yeah. And then he's always there for protection, and we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're at the rooftop birthday party. Ted actually knows there's a surprise party. Um, they're on the roof with the goat wearing party hats. Um, Barney's supposed to pick um, uh, Ted. Ted up in a limo, but he decides to... Uh, kidnap him and take him to Vegas because he wants to tell him and, you know, yeah, just get it all out there. Um, turns out Ted already knows because Robin told him, and at first he's chill about it, but then it turns out that he's not so chill, and he punches <laughs> Barney in the groin. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, he, okay, and then he said, like, this whole episode he's like, uh, Ted is talking about how he's going to like start Marie condoing. He doesn't say that, but like he's going to get rid of the things that don't serve him. Yeah. Um, he's going to pack up his stuff. He doesn't need his game console, all the stuff that he doesn't. Oh need. yeah. There's a dirty joke in there about Xbox and Barney thinks he's talking about Robin, like oh. his ex's box. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's cause you're pure of heart. Yes, that's why. Um, so part of the stuff he has no use for is now his friendship with Barney. And he mm -hmm. said, you know, friendship is over. And then um, he goes to the surprise party. They surprise him. And in telling the story about how the goat got in the bathroom, he said, oh, wait, that was my 31st birthday. I got it wrong. Yeah. So we'll get that back to that and under the umbrella. We'll get back to that. Um, yeah, a couple of things. Um, one uh, uh, big one, very small. Um, the big one is, I think, like, the my one objection to this episode is that, like, Marshall keeps telling Barney, no, you have to tell Ted. Yeah. But as guilty as Barney feels, because Barney doesn't know that Robin told Ted. Yeah. As far as Barney knows, Robin doesn't want Ted to know. And so I feel like Barney's duty is to not tell Ted. But he thinks because they're best friends, Robin, and he wrote but, the bro code. Yeah, so it's, I guess that is a bros before hoes thing. Yes, that he's that's like the first saying rule. First he, rule of bro code. Yeah. That he, so he will betray the promise he made to Robin. For his supposed best friend. Yes. Supposed, okay. All right, then it is yeah. consistent. This You're is, right. This is how he lives his life, supposedly. Um, I wanted to talk about another, like a little, another little running joke, um, much in the same way that Chandler is stress smoking, mm -hmm. uh, Barney is stress buying things from Sky Mall. Yes. <laughs> so there's like a running thing about crazy stuff that he has. He has this like industrial powered shredder that he drops like an entire cell phone into. Um, oh, yeah. but the best thing that he has that actually like 
made me hungry is a little the like hot dog, hot dog toaster mm-hmm. that you put the hot dog which is in an the actual thing in, i've seen it yeah at bed bath and beyond oh man i want one yeah all right um, uh, keep that in mind yeah christmas is right around the corner yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, that's all i had for stray observations if you want to move on to funniest moments yeah um yeah i was so busy like making notes of everything that was going on in this yeah. episode so i didn't clock too many oh, I have but the um the sea the the portion of the boat bro code that's like for protection i thought that that was <laughs> very funny when um barney was like hooking up with a girl and he needed condoms and uh ted had like a little one of those little clampers <laughs> grabby like little grabby arms stick. yeah gave him condoms and then he's like oh i wish we had some wine and then the grabber's like asking for money obviously <laughs> yeah and Barney puts like a 20 in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the only one you had? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run through a few then. Um, in the uh, made up flashback to the seventh, to the 18th century, um, uh, George Washington says he doesn't have time to write the bro code because he has to get to me, DC. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when Barney's talking about buying uh, crazy stuff, he says, I have six self-cleaning litter boxes and I don't even have a kid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that was funny. Um, when Lily finds out that Robin slept with Barney, she says, I can't believe you did that. It's so gross. Was it amazing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lily was really interested in yeah. uh, what sex was like. Um, and then I love, I'm a sucker for when it works, when it's done well. A joke in the middle of the big emotional scene. Friends mm-hmm. has done that very well yes. here the big like essentially friend breakup between barney or ted and barney in the lim- in the limo um when like ted is like i can't believe you thought that i would want to go to vegas that proves you don't know me blah 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 uh, and it's about to say all these things and then and then barney says i'm going to stop you right there because it seems like you're about to say something that's pretty much going to ruin vegas <laughs> yeah yeah uh should we move on to how i met your mother but make it fashion yeah I only have one. I have two good and one very bad. <laughs> okay. I just have um, Lily's brown and orange yeah. button dress. Yeah, she's... ribbed dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's her. I, I called it her school teacher dress because yeah. she just looks like a yeah. uh, prim, pretty school teacher. I thought it was just a, a, like a top, but then you see her struggling with the goat in the cab and you see it's a full yeah. dress. Yeah. Yeah, so it was brown and then it had orange like uh, lining and orange buttons down yeah, the front. Yeah. It was yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, the other one I liked in the flashback to the girl fight in the bar. Uh, Ted's wearing a like yellow. You know, I'm a sucker for yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if listeners haven't picked up on that by now, you should know I'm a sucker for yellow. He's wearing a yellow like button down shirt, but it's that western style that has the like uh, stitching on the back. You know, that's like kind of a swoop yeah. uh, over the shoulder blades. This is Ted? Yeah. I will say in general, Ted is looking much better. Like his hair is better. His hair has grown a little bit. So it's not as like gelled and like, you know, I don't know. It's like. Do you think it's Stella's influence? It might be Stella's influence. (laughs) It looks more natural. I I was like, he looks good. And I've never thought he was attractive. Um, And then speaking of things we just bring up every week. And I had, I want to make clear. I love Kobe Smulders. This is not about her. But consistently robin has the worst looks on this show and she comes in in this strapless it's like a what do you what do you call that it's like peasant style but it was like a halter it was yeah Yeah. it was awful very awful yeah uh all right so that's it for make it fashion Uh, as far as under the umbrella there's so much you mentioned the best friend thing 
I mentioned uh, BPEG's. Um, Ranjit. The, yeah, uh, Ranjit shows up. He's the limo driver. Yep. Uh, obviously, the goat has been teased before and was, is teased that it's going to come again. We get plenty of plenty of jokes about Barney's mysterious job. Mm-hmm. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker for them. The weirder they yeah. get, I, I love them when he's like, you know, if I needed blah, 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 I'd call in the guy we pay to hypnotize us before we're deposed. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, there was um, some uh, homophobia, like the devil's threesome. That's when there's another dude involved. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to get to that in similarities and differences. Oh, actually. okay. Um, um, also, yeah. there was a some transphobia, too. They oh. used the word transsexual. But I don't but know if that was... But we've talked about it. It's just, yes, it's... Uh, yeah, that was part of when it was, yeah, Ted saying yes to everything that Barney says. One of the things he told the woman yeah. is that his friend Ted was a uh, post-op. Yeah. And, and they, yeah, they used the word transsexual, which is dated now, but I don't think it was said with malice at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. it was used know. as, like, for humor. But it's humor. still a joke. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Robin being Canadian, knowing, like, musk ox. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh, one last thing, speaking of Robin, um, the episode ends with he's finally going to tell the goat story and he tells the goat was chewing on one of robin's towels and then he says oh wait robin wasn't living there then mm-hmm. that must have been my 31st birthday mm-hmm. so oh, that's yeah. clearly a yeah. foreshadowing robin's yeah. going to move in at some point yeah. does that mean ted and robin get back together who knows we'll find yeah. out or maybe ted moves out and she moves in and yeah who yeah. knows um we already talked about like uh, Barney having complicated codes and laws that yeah, he lives his course, life yeah. by. Um, there was also a wait for it. Um, yeah, wait. I, there was, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, yeah, I, I was doing too much writing. Um, didn't Barney's Vegas trip sound fun? It really did. Sweet yeah. at the Bellagio. Yeah. 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 I'm itching to go to Vegas. We've it's been. We're gonna go. Assuming COVID doesn't get worse, we're going to go this yeah. this fall. But we've never taken, like, an extravagant Vegas trip. No. We're... One day. Even though we're, like, old professionals, <laughs> we still go to Vegas like we're in our 20s. Yeah, we need to, we need to step it up. Or know. at least once in our lives, we need, like, like a nice suite somewhere. Oh, get a suite? Okay. I've done, like, the, the fancy buffets. Ugh. Well, thanks. <laughs> you couldn't get down like you, you could find something at Wicked Spoon which is the Cosmopolitan Buffet no we did we went to one of them we went to the one at Paris that's not a fancy one that's yeah. the that's the bargain one that's a great bargain because the the brunch buffet at Paris like when you go to Wicked Spoon at Cosmopolitan it's like 60 bucks a person and that does not include booze any booze you're buying is on top of that whereas the Paris brunch buffet is like $35 a person and includes bottomless mimosas it's the best deal it's a really good deal yeah. but it's not like great food at all well if the Cosmo has like some like fancy vegan options I'm sure they do yeah yeah um, well now there's a crossroads kitchen I know you said we're gonna I think we're gonna try and go yeah. in, in the in the fall all right um, let's move on to similarities and differences um, the big one in this episode to me was that it's not the same circumstances, but the same situation of like attention within a friend group and having to keep things separate right. from one another. Division within yeah. a friend group. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's also, so at the tag at the end of friends, 
um, Susan's in the other room, you know, Ross interrupted Carol and Susan mid-coitus, mm-hmm. and she's in the other room. And at Ted's birthday party, Stella's there. It said no, that Ted, she, yeah, But in both cases, we yeah. never see oh, the someone's significant other. Good catch. Um, and then, so those are the episode-specific things. Outside of just the specific episode, both shows this season have had discussion of what I would call an MMF threesome, what Barney calls right. the devil's three-way. Right. Um, uh, and also both uh, shows have uh, dealt with the uh, logistics of owning a car in the city or not owning a car. That, yes. like, Phoebe's yeah. the only one who has access yeah. access to a car, except for Carol. Um, Ted was very briefly the only one that had access to a car, which he sold after uh, Barney and Lily had sex in it. Not Barney and Lily. Oh, my God. Barney and Lily. <laughs> Marshall and Lily. Oh, no. Um also, animal actors, you know, our stance on this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, both shows are regular animal actor. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm I'm dreading moving on to this next topic because they're both. These are both great episodes. Yeah. To me, this was a a, a killer week. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Three, two, one, friends. friends. Um, we've talked about field trip episodes, right? And this was this was a good field trip you episode. Love that. Yeah. yeah, I just although love... technically How I Met Your Mother also in the car to Vegas, but we never see them in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, there's no. I love this How I Met Your Mother episode, um, and I love the. This was uh, good. Both shows do the thing well, you know. Not like. I, I, I don't know. They, I get the impression that friends will eventually get a little more soap, soapy, soap soapy. forward. Uh-huh. But both shows here do a good job of having like emotional moments, yes. but never losing the fact that hey, this is a sitcom right. and let's make Combining jokes. And drama. I just think the the writers and friends were just that much more on point um, than the writers on How Many Mother. There's just so many good jokes. Um, not only good jokes in, in Friends, but also it's these people so fully inhabiting the character. I talked about Joey's little, what? <laughs> that, mm-hmm, yeah. Just little things like that. Yeah. This episode really, really sung. Yeah. They both did, but I'm going with Friends. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um, let's catch up on our correspondence. Let's. Um, Didn't we have a call to action that we joked about? Oh, the, the vegan um, Taco Bell option that's only oh that's right okay so yeah steph this is for you if you're listening <laughs> because uh taco bell i've been reading so much about this taco bell has developed their own proprietary plant-based it's protein. not impossible it's not but beyond here's the thing taco bell also has announced a partnership with beyond and there will be beyond stuff coming to taco bell i think by the end of the year uh-huh. but in addition to that they're testing their own plant-based protein and apparently it is currently only available or only about to be available in birmingham alabama yeah. so steph you got to try these these tacos and let us know and, and let us know if they're if they're good yeah we'll send you some merch we don't we have no merch <laughs> we don't have any merch we'll give you a shout out uh yeah that's what we'll do so um other than that the only um responses we got were from jackson uh, a regular um, 
uh, he says regularly he, that's one of the things he says. I'm a recurring guest on the podcast, which is not true, Jackson. You've you're, never been on the podcast. You're the third host. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm very uh, protective about that. Um, uh, but he um, specifically, but I didn't realize Jackson had uh, uh, has written in before. Guess what state Jackson's from? Alabama. Ooh. Our two most yeah. <laughs> like engaged listeners yeah. are in Alabama. We're like huge in Alabama. Yeah. Or do you think Courtney Cox being from Alabama means that Friends is particularly big in Alabama? Ooh, I don't know. That's a theory. Um, but he also, I forgot we had the call to action last week that was, um, was Ross wrong for sleeping with Chloe or just wrong for trying to keep it from Rachel. Yeah. He's in the latter camp. He says yeah. uh, he was only it's only the cover-up that was wrong. Yeah. And then Jackson also wants me to know that Wannabe by the Spice Girls is a good song. Thank you. Yes. It's yes, not, Jackson. but You're I, right. You're right I, on I appreciate uh, you guys both chiming in. But it's not. Uh, <laughs> it is. Well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called... How were we doing? This is where we look at what was going on in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So uh, Friends Season 3, Episode 17, the one without the ski trip, aired on March 6th, 1997. Um, not a lot on on the uh, website that I use for this, but um, it was... Speaking of my having lived in Chicago, going to college in Chicago, um, March 6, 1997, uh, as always happens in the first Monday of March. Wait, that's a Thursday. See, I, I don't know if I trust this site. Anyway, it says that this is Casimir Pulaski Day, which is a uh, holiday that is celebrated in, recognized as a state holiday in Illinois, and is also celebrated in other parts of of the country that have large Polish co- uh, populations. Um, Kasimir Pulaski was a um, Polish-American, well, not, not Polish-American, because he was, um, let's see, uh, he was a Revolutionary War cavalry officer born in Poland. And uh, so he's a Poland, a Pole who fought for the U.S. and it therefore is, to Polish-Americans, a uh, major figure. So much of a figure that in Illinois uh, they celebrate him and like the fucking library is closed and kids used to get the day off school for Casimir Pulaski Day they don't anymore but um, that was something I had forgotten about from living in Chicago Pulaski Mm. Day but uh, it's also the name of a big black song Casimir as Pulaski Day Um, so that's the main thing that that happened although looking at this first Monday in March it's not a Monday I I think they said it's wrong I don't think it actually was Casimir Pulaski Day but any I still got to talk about Casimir Pulaski Day uh, and the wonderful Polish population in Chicago. Uh, love you. Love the pierogies. All right. Um, <clears throat> oh. Okay. Top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Number five, R. Kelly's I Believe You Can Fly. Um, number four, get ready for me to sing, uh, Jules, I Was Meant For You. And you were no, it's meant the other for way around. Oh. I was meant for, wait. You were meant, meant for, for me, me and I... Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, so the song's called You Were Meant For Me. Uh, number three, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Number two, Puff Daddy's Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. And number one, The Spice Girls' Wannabe. Great song. Kind of annoying. Um, more, uh, more sticky than catchy, I would say. 
Season 3, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother, The Goat, aired on Monday, April 28th, 2006. Uh, and I looked up some things that happened that day, and I've already forgotten what they were. Oh, major tornadoes in in, in Virginia. The governor of Virginia, Tim Kaine, future uh, uh, failed VP right. <laughs> uh, candidate, uh, declared a, a state of emergency um, I thought there was something else, but I think that's the main deal with that day. Um, yeah. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, at number five, Mariah Carey's Touch My Body. At number four, Usher's Love in This Club. At number three, Jordan Sparks' No Air. At number two, Leona Lewis. Keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding. Oh, man, I normally can't sing, but I really couldn't sing there. Yeah. I really fucked that one up. And number one, Lily, Lily, Lily Wayne? No, Lil Wayne's Lollipop. So that's that segment. Let's move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try and figure out what's going to happen next week on both episodes, or both, yeah, but both shows based only on the episode titles. First, let's see how we did um, this week. We were both wrong. Uh, I said, despite his efforts, Joey is unable to plow a ski bunny. Uh, yeah. Um, you said we flash back to the greatest of all memories uh, mm-hmm. of Marshall's goat. Yeah, we're so, still thinking. Yeah, I'm still um, ahead by two. Yeah. And uh, there are also... You're going to have to catch up. Because there's also like four more Friends episodes this season than there are I Met Your Mother episodes. We're almost at the end of How I Met Your Mother uh, for the season. Um, why don't you vamp real quick while I look up the next week's show? Salsa de cacahuate. Ranch seasoning blend. Crunchy jalapeno, lime, and onion. Freeze-dried just chicken for pets. Peach mango foaming hand soap. Okay. Cheese. This one. Like, Wait, like, did you hear uh, salsa de cacahuate? No, that sounds good. Just peanut salsa. Oh, that sounds good. Or I guess yeah. peanut sauce. Yeah, as long as you don't uh, have any allergies, it sounds, it sounds good. Sounds great, yeah. Um, but not peanut sauce in the way that we get at right. Thai restaurants. We clearly love Thai food. We do, yeah. Um, all right, so I'm not going to. You've said before that I have a huge advantage. Yes. Yes, you do. So I'm, I'm not going to take the obvious thing here. Season 3 episode 18 of Friends is called The One with the Hypnosis Tape. I, If I were actually putting money on this, I'd say Chandler tries to quit smoking using a hypnosis tape. That seems, But that seems way too obvious. So instead, I'm going to try and guess what the next step in the Ross and Rachel uh, detente is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say that um, Sorry. I'm going to predict that Ross and Rachel make it through the whole episode with Without bickering. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. 
Nope. Not once. You bet your bottom dollar. Yes, sorry. Bob. Bob. Okay. So, yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> this is me intentionally trying to tank so you can catch up with me. Yeah. Uh, Ross and Rachel make it through the whole episode without bickering. Nope, not once. You bet your bottom dollar. Yes, sorry, Bob. Season 3, episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother, which I swear I had up here, um, is called Rebound Bro. Oh, yeah. You can probably guess. You have a... Um... I have an advantage here? Yeah, the a me type advantage. Okay. There's like something happened at the end right. of this episode. The yeah. episode's called Rebound Bro. Yeah. So I guess it's difficult for me to determine who's going to have the rebound bro, but I'm guessing it's Barney is going to be saddened. So judging by, or yeah, coming off the yeah the last episode, um, their friendship is over, according to Ted, which is not actually going to be true, but... Uh, Barney's going to try to find a rebound bro. Okay. And it's not going to be... I'm trying to be <laughs> Davey here. <laughs> uh, Barney looks for a... Uh, and nothing compares to Ted. A Ted replacement. But... Fails. Uh, but... God bless the guy... He's just not up to snuff. Good one. Okay. Well, we did it, I think. We talked about the two shows. Um, I know we had a call to action. I can't remember what it was. Um, I can't remember what it was at this um, point. Anyone who lives in Alabama needs to try <laughs> the um, right. Taco yeah, there Bell was that. artificial meat. But there was another one. Uh, I guess tell us, like... Uh, when, if if you're um, a an American who's not Asian, when did you become proficient with chopsticks? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you're still not, right. admit it to us. And I would still, love to hear that. still call to action. We only got one response: is how many items do you order from Chinese takeout? Yeah, Steph was the only one who said one answer per person, which yeah. is which is correct. Yeah. Um, Maybe an appetizer. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had something on the top tip of my tongue there. And now I can't remember what it was in terms of call to action. But it was about uh, chopsticks and, oh, damn it. I don't remember what it was. Availability of ethnic foods? No, it was it was moving on to another uh, call to action. Now I can't remember what it, it was. Okay. Damn it. Um, sex with friends? <laughs> Bro code? No. Oh, well. Ski trips? I'll remember it some other time, I guess. Okay. It'll be too late by then. But, um, uh, God, it's really bugging me. What, what did we talk about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Casimiros Pulaski Day. Do you, Ugh. uh, do you know about it? Why are you, you're so annoyed about a thing because it's Midwestern. That's what it is. Oh, you're being cruel for no reason. No, I thought you were. No. All right. Um, 
well, uh, yeah, uh, write to us your favorite Casimir's Pulaski Day memories. Yeah. Memories of Pulaski Day or of the Big Black song Casimir's Pulaski Day. If you can narrow it down to just one memory, let us know. Yeah. All right. Um, well, you can find this podcast where you found it, but you can also find posts for every episode at battleshippretension.com. That's where you can leave comments. You can also email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, where you can find all my movie reviews and stuff. And uh, you can, you know, tweet me your thoughts like Jackson did at Davy Pretension. Uh, now, Natalie, remind me, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't want them to find me. But I do want them to rate and review this pod um you should tell your friends tell your mothers go ahead and give us five stars write a review wherever you get your podcast it helps other people find us through this algorithm yeah um but yeah do that until next time we'll obviously see you at the calvin klein lingerie (laughs) show